Before we begin, Simon and I want to acknowledge that we are recording this on the land of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung, and we want to acknowledge and pay respects to Kulin elders past and present. Absolutely. Hey, welcome to Broadly Relevant. I'm Simran Pasricha. I'm Ryan Hamilton. And this is the podcast for burnt-out girlies trying to stay broadly relevant. Look, broadly, I'm doing okay. I'm not going to lie. I recently went off the pill and my antidepressants. So, you know, every day is a battlefield, um, as Jordan Swark says. But so, standing in solidarity with you. Oh, thank you, you ally. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but doing well, doing well. I'm fine. Um, anyways, how are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. I think overwhelmed by the world. Sure. You know, there's a yeah. lot going on right now. And also my to-do list is at 100 items. Uh, um, but my email inbox is at zero. Totally. So oh, so you are better than me. Is so you I'm win hearing. some, but you lose some. News. What's what's happening in the news, Simran? Girlies aren't getting paid. Girlies? The girlies are not getting paid, oh and it's quite um, unsurprising, to be honest. Yeah, the gender pay gap is um, not ideal, uh, and news came out and confirmed that. So that was, like, very exciting. A really great interactive report by The Guardian Australia, Yes, we yeah. love The Guardian Australia. Give me a job, please. Um, but, yeah, the national median base salary pay gap is 14.5%, which doesn't sound so bad, but it's definitely not great. Hey? No. Well, did you see the worst one? No, tell me. Jetstar. What is it? Like 35% or something. That's crazy. And we won't be fact-checking that. But it is true, right? It is true. And it's because there's so much, like, gender... In, like, pilots versus totally, flight attendants. Totally, yeah. totally, 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 My employer, no gender pay gap. Because um, no men. Well, also, I work for myself, so... <laughs> yeah, definitely no men. Uh, definitely no men. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, but the ones that really surprised me were um, Lorna Jane. So the PAS group, um, now called Brand Collective. So that covers, like, Pandora, Fast Future Brands, which manages Valley Girl and Tempt and Forever New. Um, they were hitting above 50%. How crazy is that? That is literally for the girlies. 50%? Like, yeah, that's insane. I did get it Holy just from ragtrader.com.au. That's where the information is from. But <laughs> Meanwhile, Australian brands C. Foley and Lorna Jane hit gender pay gaps of 44.5% and 37.1% respectively. God. Yeah. Oriton, 183 Yeah. It's a shame I liked their bags. But it's not as bad, I guess, that Lorna Jane. <laughs> And I don't know what information, like, what you want to do with that. It's all bad, honestly. But I actually wanted to bring up our gender pay gap. Ours? Yeah, I'm referring to today when you literally <laughs> stomped on my neck. <laughs> I don't know if you heard our amazing intro song, but uh, it is by the one, the only, Seb Whitaker. But I paid $50 for that intro song. <laughs> And uh, noticeably, you had to buy a USB for this mm-hmm. recording, which I'm so grateful for. No, truly, you are a tech crew, and I really appreciate that. It was, how much again? $29. $29. $29. And I don't want to be the math girly here. In fact, I won't be. But if you quick math that, that's <laughs> a gender pay gap. <laughs> yeah. But that's it for news. So, guess which private jet just landed in Singapore? Which one? Taylor Swift's. What? I know, she's just left Australia. No, that's a bit crazy because I've actually never heard of her flying in a private jet ever. <laughs> no, she famously does. Famously, she does. Famously. So true. But yeah, I watched a video of her um, landing and then I watched a video of 
cars with blacked out windows. Sure. And allegedly she was in them. So. True, allegedly. Because we don't want to be sued. But yeah, so she's in Singapore. Um, What's she doing then? Doing the massively successful Eras concert, which... Um, I didn't go to. Yes. Um, and I'm so glad you brought that up because <laughs> I'd like to tell the listeners that um, Ryan went to the Taylor Swift concert and I did not. And let me tell you why. Should I say it? Well, first of all, let's just acknowledge what a massively amazing concert night it was. I wouldn't know. She's <laughs> a massively talented artist. <laughs> three, I don't know. Three and a half hours of music. Totally. Just nonstop hits. I heard she has a pee bucket. That was the most interesting what? thing. So apparently when con- like people um, perform at concerts, they can't you know run to the bathroom mid-concert. So they have a bucket like whenever they go down or like behind something Fuck to change. Off. And they just pee in the bucket. Again, can't fact check this, but I heard this somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine her using a pee bucket. No, I kind of see it. And it obviously would be like a bedazzled moment. A diaper, I can imagine for her. Uh, <laughs> you take that back. A pee bucket? I don't know. That's too much. No, I love, I would rather, I think I would rather a pee bucket than a diaper. Maybe she just has a fucking toilet down there. So true. But like, when would she pee? Like when she jumps in into the water? Is that after something the, that you saw live? After the surprise songs? Totally. Yeah. Which I wasn't there for again. Um, and I'll tell you why I wasn't there. So let's go through the saga of getting tickets um, for Taylor Swift, which I know is quite like triggering for a lot of Swifties out there. For almost 30% of Australians. Really? As in 30% of Australians Tried are Tried to get Swifties? tickets. Oh, true. Yeah. Wow. And only like 3% of Australians... Like, literally, there was only capacity for, like, 3% of Australians. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I feel seen. I feel like I have my people. Part of the 1%. Yep. It just, yeah. <laughs> and that you. goes through. <laughs> look at you, part of the 99. Totally, totally, totally. The white man, part of the 1%. <laughs> the day has come. July. July. 2023. Yes. And we are gearing up to get tickets. I'm looking to get tickets for me, Ryan, another friend of ours, and um, we're all online. I did take a full work day, basically. I didn't do any work. I actually wasn't online. I was in a theater watching Frozen Junior. Totally, 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 totally. So we all know where our priorities are in this moment. Yeah. So I'm online. I'm frantically, I'm like, so many screens are open. Both of my colleagues, I only have two um, people that I work <laughs> with, both get tickets. I'm like, okay, it's fine. I'm fine. I have tomorrow. It's okay, right? So I say in the group chat, so sorry, it didn't happen for us. Don't worry about it. We'll get it tomorrow. Because I'm a manifester Mm. and I make things happen Mm. famously. So the next day comes. I'm ready. I'm like, you know, chakras aligned. I have meditated on it. I'm like, okay, I'm mentally prepared to do this. I'm doing my finger exercises. You know, I'm ready. You know, and the, the worst part was when like it like slightly lagged to refresh yeah, yeah, and you yeah. like think you're in and yeah. then it's like, no, actually, let me slap you in the face yeah. with another reload. Uh, okay, so we don't get the tickets, right? And I'm upset about it. Well, you actually get in. Oh, I do get in. You it's do get true. in. It's true. And it was only like $800 tickets. Or yeah. And I love Taylor, but like, you know, not that much. It's okay. I was like, it's fine because I'll have like another like sale of tickets like coming up. Like I'll get it again. People die every day, you know? Exactly. And that's something that I really believe and I say to myself yeah. every day. So I call up um, the group chat, right? And I'm talking to our other friend and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like it didn't happen. It's like she was trying as well. And I'm like, you know, I'm like a little bit upset. I'm like exhausted from the day, to be honest. I was like tense. You all worked day. really hard. That no, day. I worked. You did. You yeah. Did. Um and I acknowledge that. Not on my actual job, but like I worked. <laughs> okay. No, but I hear that. I see you. Yes. Thank you. 
so much. And we're chatting. I'm upset. Our friend is upset. Um, noticeably, Ryan, pretty calm, pretty cool, pretty collected. Um, and he says, yeah, so sad, so sad. Actually, I have to go to lunch. I'm so sorry. I've got to go. I was like, okay, I'll go fuck myself then. <laughs> now, and what you had missed was that after Frozen Junior, uh, <laughs> I was waiting in the lobby of the drum theater in Dananok. Sure, yeah. And my friend who I was with just pulled out their phone and just went to the website and got in in about five minutes. Is that what happened? Yeah. Wow, this is One of us trying. She's got in. Wow. And then we were like, well, you're in. Wow. Wow. None of us anticipated getting tickets. Totally, totally. And I was with four friends at the time. And so naturally, we're all staring at the fucking golden ticket. And it's like, well, it's, you know, buy four right now. Yeah. Anyway, so I was throwing up and shitting myself at that time. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, I had locked in my $80 ticket. Yeah. Stunning. I love that for you. Um, Ryan actually did not... Uh, I was not privy to any of this information. No, I was going to tell you. Totally. And then you didn't. Uh, so. <laughs> I was wor- I was trying to find the right time, the right moment. Sure. Um, I guess the right moment came for you. It appeared. You manifested Someone that yourself. Someone handed that moment to me. Totally. Yeah. I was at uh, uh, Ryan's show, mm. Full Cream. I'm talking to one of Ryan's friends, Taylor. And Taylor um, and I were talking about the fact that we didn't get tickets. And we were, like, really upset about it. And I was like, oh, my God, isn't this, like, the worst? Like, you know, I tried so hard. Like, I'm so upset. Like, I have so many friends that have gotten it. And she's like, yeah, oh, my God. Like, Ryan is so lucky. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, uh, no, like Ryan didn't get any. And she was like, no, no, he did. And I was like, no, because I was getting the tickets for us. So like, and we were on the call and, and no, he, no, he didn't. Um, and he's like, no, I think you are. And then Taylor looks like away, like, like over me. And I was like, okay, this motherfucker. And I look back and Ryan's had this whole conversation <laughs> and he's looking at me. <laughs> Like he's ready to run. <laughs> I was, I was, because and, I was trying to find the right moment. You know, like I was gonna take you out for dinner. <laughs> like really, I was gonna like totally. tell you that information. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's like a breakup, you know. No, it is what we went through. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I would say that we're still going through it. Um, well, thank you for sharing. I'm um, really grateful that we've managed to push through. Totally. It seems like you really care I about do. it. Well, you know, my tickets almost went to you. To- yeah, true. I Ryan got sick. Um, right before Taylor. And in the will, I wrote, Simran will take the tickets. Look, I wasn't hoping it was COVID. I wasn't not hoping. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how was the Taylor concert? Oh, so good. Yeah? Yeah, so good. Did you love it? Yeah. You know, she just she just sings her little heart out. She just keeps going. What was your favorite song? Bad Blood. The fire? Mm. The fucking fire and bad blood. Um, but it's something very controversial. Mm. But then I was like, I'm not going to say it. Say it. I don't think we had the best surprise songs out of her Australian tour. What were the surprise songs? Uh, we had Teardrops on My Guitar. Uh-huh. And a mashup of some of the songs. Of, wasn't that the mashup of Exile? Or was that for Sydney? No, Sydney Night 3 got Exile. But like Sydney Night 3 got Exile. I'm like, I want fucking exile. Yeah, and know? that's so fair. Like, someone else got would've, could've, should've. Mm. And look, I have friends who love debut or whatever Teardrops on My Guitar is on. I love Teardrops on My Guitar. And so look, that's had, great. 
you had come back here from Red and Daylight yeah. from Lover. Yeah. And look, Daylight's great. I do love Lover. Yeah. But they got exile. Yeah. And nobody's talking about that. And no. people should bring that up because they got exile. And like they got exile. No, because they actually got exile. <laughs> like I'm on exile. Yeah. Like what? I got debut in Red and other people out here getting multiple folklore songs. Yeah. Like, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. How do you think that she's going to incorporate her new album into Well, the you know how she's doing the fucking mashups constantly? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the thesis is mm-hmm. that she's trying to just jam everything that she wants to get in into a, like a mashup. Totally. Shit it out. <laughs> Cut the surprise songs as soon as um, Torture Poets then, come out. And then, yeah. Yeah, replace. Yeah. But very interesting though can't wait yeah what is it april 19th or something did you know that her last show is in december again not fact checking that but well, somebody told me that yeah and I, honestly i think that's what ke- is keeping travis kelsey and her together they really? don't see each other that often so yeah. like you can't really get to know each other you know and i love a sporty man more than anything i do actually famously mm. but i um I like them because they're a little, I feel smarter than them. <laughs> <laughs> they get hit a lot in the head, you know? No, they do. Yeah, they do. exactly. Well, she probably likes that she has a bigger totally, lexicon than him. Totally, totally, totally love you know? the word lexicon. I know. Can we just acknowledge, though, the VIP tent that we had, okay? Yeah. Right? Who, who was it? Other nights, they had fucking Albanese, Katy Perry. Yeah, Katy Perry. Travis Kelsey. You True. know who I had? Who did you have? Wally Dally. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> My other qualm with the Taylor Swift era's tour ticket fiasco mm. is that recently I found out after hearing the, you know, this painstaking backstabbing news that you didn't get me tickets and you got it with a different group. But I recently heard um, through my brother who um, has a wife and kid that um, his wife is going to Taylor Swift and guess who she's bringing my nephew my 12 year old nephew my brother's wife is bringing my 12 year old nephew to taylor swift in singapore and i was bamboozled by this fact where do you stand in like the succession plan like are you first in line or is there like a whole series of like people in singapore to get the ticket i'll fight them i will Mm. i think it is like maybe like two others but like that's just an obstacle you know and you have challenges in life well you should go to singapore this week no totally i should i think that's feasible i think it is too um you know but what if he got sick you know just like a little tummy ache and that'll be a character he wasn't even alive like for most of the years so like why i don't understand what he'll do there it was the same energy of um you know, like the boyfriends there that I was like, why are you oh taking my seat? Oh my God, my the boyfriends there. No, literally. No, they don't need Although to- the boyfriend next to me, yeah, not mine, um, he knew all the words and he was like more into oh, it Oh, really? Oh, I, I love that. I was like, good for you, bro. Wow, and that's allyship yeah. right there. Beautiful. He was <laughs> doffing during folklore. I was like, okay. So something's <laughs> happening in that relationship and I'm concerned about them. <laughs> yeah. So, Simon, I believe you've got something something very interesting for us to, to deep dive into. So true. I'm a dive on in. Yep, go um, on. Well, I was reading the other day um, about a woman who fucked a dolphin. That's a strong opening. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just didn't really understand it, but her name is Margaret Howe 
love it. Um, and she is an American former volunteer naturalist from St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. But yeah, in the 60s, she took part in a NASA-funded research project. NASA? Yeah, NASA be funding shit, you know? And basically, the whole research project was a like attempting to teach a dolphin um, to understand and mimic human speech. And this particular dolphin... His name was Peter. As a child, apparently she was inspired um, by a book called Miss Kelly about a cat who communicates with humans. And so she said, say less. Let's do it. Like, let's go with dolphins then. And basically, while volunteering at this, like, lab, um, she met, like, another neuroscientist. Yeah, she was volunteering at labs. Can you, I didn't realize that people could do that. Can we do that? This is the 60s. It was a different time. A different um, time. But Margaret was, like, besties with Peter. And um, Peter was an adolescent dolphin. Um, and apparently, he frequently had sexual urges, which oh. frequently disrupted his lessons, like his English lessons. What? Um, yeah, so he had to be taken... No, no, English lessons? Like, they were trying to teach dolphins English. See, that should be the craziest part of this story. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Peter, whenever he got these, like, sexual urges, had to be moved to the other tank where the other dolph- female dolphins were, and, like, that's when, essentially, he would relieve himself. Wait. With, with the dolphins? The dolphins. Yeah. Um, Consensually? Consensually. I've heard yeah, allegations I've heard, about dolphins. No, I have too. Yeah. Um, and I'm not at liberty to say. Okay. Yeah. But dolphins are quite concerning creatures. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> and that needs to be said, right? That so time. basically, she was like, it wasn't sexual on my part. Sensuous, perhaps. It seemed to me that it made the bond closer with Peter. Not because of the sexual activity, but because of the lack of having to keep breaking. And that's all that it really was. I was there to get to know Peter. That was part of Peter. It would just become a part of what was going on. Like an itch. Just get rid of the scratch and we would be done and move on. So basically, she started, like, relieving him because she didn't want to, like, move up and down, essentially, and it would interrupt his lessons. And, like, I, I'm an efficient galley myself, but, like, that's a little too efficient. And the the weirdest part is, is that, okay, so, like, all of this failed, basically. Nobody, like, no dolphin was taught English. It, like, failed. Um, Peter got moved to another tank and then committed suicide. What? Yeah. The dolphin killed itself. Yeah. How? Probably because it missed Margaret. No. How? Again, not a fact-checking podcast. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I didn't know they could. No, but it's actually very sad that it killed itself. That's really sad. But Yeah, because it apparently got moved to a tank that lacked sunlight and space. So Peter just like deteriorated. God. And his lover was gone. It's like when I killed my um fish. <laughs> totally. I dropped a door on its tank. Oh my god. How is that even what do you mean you dropped a door? So I just had a door leaning sure. against the wall. Yeah. Which fell mm. on the tank. Mm. But the there was half a tank still remaining. So the fish was fine. Heavily traumatized because, you know, three days later I'm like, you haven't moved. Mm. And I kinda like shook the tank a little and it just turned into powder in front of me. Powder? Like it just disintegrated, you know? Wow. Yeah, the most shocking part is that, so Margaret stayed on this island where the um, research lab was. With Peter? <laughs> no, no, Peter. Peter had to go. This is post his suicide. I think so. Yeah. Um, and basically she married somebody else, um, a photographer who photographed their research with Peter. Um, and then they later moved back into the dolphinarium and converted it into their family home. 
and together they had three daughters. Again, this is all from Wikipedia, so I don't know if this is true or not, but imagine if it is. Like, wow. Yeah, no, actually insane. And that's what happens when (laughs) science goes too far. What's your story that you have to tell me? Well, okay, so on the note of um, interspecies communication, Mm -hmm. right, you've heard of artificial intelligence. Yes. So they're using AI to try and communicate with, like, um, other species. Oh, true. So whales. True. Sperm whales. Sure. With their clicks and their moans and their, you know, whatever. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But so they're using AI to try and, like, translate these sounds. Sure. Because, like, humans have done some of the work, but yeah. like apparently it's complex. So they're using AI, which can, you know, you know, AI. We all know AI. Um but so the drama is it was this massive article. There's this institute called the SETI Institute, um, basically like pioneering research into using AI to translate whale language. Mm. And it's this whole think piece from the Atlantic, really stunning, where they're just like, what do we say? Like, what's the first thing we say to whales? Yeah. You know, and because we can't fact check the first thing we say to whales, it's like, are we going to accidentally tell them, like, oh, my God, run away. There's a hunter coming after you, Mm. you know? And because, like, we have inflicted trauma upon whales, you know, like history. And so... How, like, maybe the first thing we should say is sorry. But then it's like, if you say sorry, you know, the next thing you're going to be like, is how can I make your life better? And this whole article is like, but the problem is, like, if we ask the whales, what do, we, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to say a little less ocean shipping, you know, True. a little less harpooning, you know? Yeah. I, and then what? And but we already know. And then we just stop harpooning. But we already know we shouldn't be doing that, so you know. True, so and true. if the whales ask us, it's like, well, now it's worse because they've explicitly asked us. Yeah, that's true. You know? Okay, so what do you think that we should say first? <sighs> well, definitely sorry. For sure. Like a massive sorry. But yeah. like, you know, before we get to that point of saying sorry, like, mm. I think there's so much. And this is like a broader thing. Before you ever apologize for something, I think you actually have to make the problem like, you have to do the work of making up for it before you apologize. I don't know how realistic that is for, like, people to, like, already do the work before apologizing. Because I think, like, apologies, like, are terrible, like, when you know that they're not doing any work. Like, that's a terrible thing. Well, and I just feel like that's so many apologies. It's like we should hold ourselves to a higher standard of, of apology. Yeah. And do at least some modicum of work before. Sure. To prove that we will. Otherwise, it's it's meaningless. Okay, you know? I'm with you on that, but I don't think it needs to be, like, super tangible work. I think it can be, like, coming up with a plan, like, for it to work out after you know Mm. like i just don't like i don't think it's very realistic for someone to like make it up before apologizing i think apologizing is like kind of packaged up in the first steps of healing whatever issue has occurred i hear you but then i think in in an ideal world you're absolutely right Mm -hmm. but like i i don't think we live in an ideal world no that's what i mean i don't think we live in an ideal world so like i don't think that work can be done before apologizing always but i think so often the apology becomes a representation of all the work and that's the only thing that gets done because it is the easiest thing oh, to do oh okay know? yeah 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 i hear what you're saying and so when we set a, an apology as the goal mm-hmm. all that happens is an apology which doesn't actually make things better for anyone sure you know i don't think that's 
always true, but I get what you're saying. Like the whales, I don't think the whales will care if we say sorry. No, I don't think so either. You know? Yeah, you're right. And like we have to do the work and then we can apologize. Sure. And I don't know. I feel like that personal belief just holds me to a higher standard. Than everyone else? <laughs> standards are so you're really better important. than everyone? <laughs> no, I just, I just don't apologize. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Should we wind up? Okay, let's wind up, bitches. Um, thanks so much for listening to our first ever podcast. We should do a checkout. Okay, what's our checkout? What's an energy you're going to carry into the rest of the day? Ooh, okay, that's a great question. I'm feeling twirly. I'd like to twirl my Ooh. way through the rest of the day, you know? Um, I'm not exactly sure what that means, but like if you're thinking of the like the verb twirling, that's what I want to be mm. in life, you know? I think a little flitta and flew that energy. Yeah. I'm gonna go with methodical. Okay. T. Wow, we're so different. I think I've really been like in a very like present, spending time with my friends, and I'm sure. like, I need to not be present. Be methodical. Get through my to-do list. Yeah. Well, 100 plus plus items is a lot. Well, 5,000 emails. Okay. Punch me in the face. Why don't you? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll take a tailor ticket. (laughs) And that's all we have time for. Thanks so much for listening to Broadly Relevant. We'll see you next week. Bye.